What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movie American Fiction. Here's a quick synopsis. The loneliest monk and established author as a joke writes a book filled with tiresome black stereotypes and tropes, and out of nowhere, it becomes a bestseller. The film stars Jeffrey Wright, Sterling K. Brown, Tracy Ellis Ross, John Ortiz, Issa Rae, Erica Alexander, and Adam Brody. Standout performances. For a very long time, Jeffrey Wright has been the definition of a character actor with roles in Michael Mann's Ali, Jim Jarmusch's Broken Flowers and Only Lovers Left Alive, George Clooney's The Ides of March, Steven Soderbergh's The Laundromat, Wes Anderson's The French Dispatch, and Asteroid City. He's also been in major franchise fare, free Daniel Craig-led Bond films as CIA agent Felix Leiter, The Hunger Games movies, and the Batman playing Gotham detective Jim Gordon. In American fiction, Wright plays Monk, who is a good writer who isn't super well-known and is a bit of a snob and a lone wolf until he has to go home to take care of his aging mother. And while there, he reconnects with his brother. It's the perfect role for Wright because he crushes great dialogue and has an all-time great voice. One thing I love about movies is seeing an actor who crushes it in every supporting role he's in be given the chance to be the lead of a really good movie. And this is Jeffrey Wright getting that chance, and he nails it. Wright's co-star in American fiction, Sterling K. Brown, is best known for his work on television, The People vs. O.J. Simpson, and of course, This Is Us. He has been also really good in movies, Waves, where he plays a strict sports dad. Many, including myself, thought he should have gotten an Oscar nomination for that film. And then you have American Fiction, where Brown plays Cliff, Monk's brother, who has a tenuous relationship with the family. I could not have been more impressed with Brown, who plays this larger-than-life presence with real humor and soul. That's one of the major selling points of this movie, seeing two of our most consistent actors in Jeffrey Wright and Sterling K. Brown come together and give an acting masterclass. Brown will next star in the movie Atlas with Jennifer Lopez. John Ortiz is a supporting actor who has been in a lot of movies I enjoy personally. 2007's American Gangster, 2012 Silver Linings Playbook, 2015 Steve Jobs, 2018's Bumblebee, 2019's Ad Astra, and 2021's The Fallout. In American fiction, Ortiz gives his best performance yet as Monk's book agent and longtime friend Arthur. I love every scene between him and Monk. At first, he doesn't want to sell his new book because he thinks Monk's new book is bad, but then when buyers become interested, Arthur changes his tune. And finally, Adam Brody is hilarious as a Hollywood executive. This is a reminder of how funny this guy is going all the way back to the OC. This role also reminds me of his part in Jason Reitman's Thank You for Smoking. One of the things that makes this movie pure magic is the cast. Jeffrey Wright, Sterling K. Brown, John Ortiz, Adam Brody, 
the list goes on and on. And the Oscars just added a new category for best cast. I mean, this is a category that should have been in the Oscars for a long time because movies come down to cast. We talk about movies like The Godfather because they have Al Pacino, they have Robert Duvall, they have Marlon Brando, they have Jimmy Kahn. I mean, that's what we talk about when we talk about movies. We talk about the actors in them and the biggest strength of American fiction is the acting. Here's a better way to put it. I would watch a movie with any of those actors from American Fiction as the lead as these characters. You just want to follow these characters for more than the time you see them on screen. That's when you know you're watching a great movie. Like I could watch a movie with Sterling K. Brown's character Cliff as the leading character. Like you would follow that character for the next hour and a half after this movie ends. What else do I like about this movie? Well for one thing it's exploring the idea that in today's world we view sales and eyeballs on something as a success which of course is not always the case just because something is popular doesn't mean it's good and what's interesting is the movie also makes the counter argument which is if a lot of people care about something it might have some merit and value is the point of art to make something that is saying something about society and making a statement or is it about making something that others will enjoy and people will have opposite opinions opinions after watching this movie. Will they be on the side of the Monk character or will they be on the side of the Issa Rae character? In the movie, Issa Rae plays an author who isn't as snobbish as the Monk character. And I think it's interesting to watch a movie about this subject because for the longest time, the Academy Awards has had this kind of problem. Should they be giving awards to movies that everyone loves or should they be giving awards to movies that are super well made. Well, for the majority of the Oscars history, they've been giving awards to movies that they deem are super well made and sometimes not seen by the masses. But I feel like in today's world, that's the struggle because the Oscars are losing ratings year after year. So should they be giving awards to movies like Joker? I mean, Joker was nominated for Best Picture. Joaquin Phoenix won Best Actor. I have to say some of that has to do with the fact that the movie was insanely successful and popular. You can't tell me otherwise. Joaquin Phoenix is brilliant in that movie, but him winning the Oscar for that movie has a lot to do with the fact that that movie made $900 million at the box office. This movie, American Fiction, rightfully points out that writing books is a business. Making movies is a business. And making money is, of course, obviously part of that business. And you also can't help but watch this movie and think about the state of books. When I was growing up, there were way more famous authors. Like you would know the name of the author and then people would know every book that person wrote. There are fewer and fewer of those kind of authors, not even niche genres anymore. Yes, I know that there are some well-known authors, but they've been well-known. It feels like there are less authors who have bestsellers who write book after book 
that become hits after hits. Oscars. American Fiction was nominated in a number of the big categories, starting with Jeffrey Wright getting his first nomination for a leading actor. Many, including myself, believe he should have gotten his first nomination last year for his performance in Wes Anderson's The French Dispatch. I do agree the actor deserved a nomination. Now, does he have absolutely any chance of winning this award? No, there are two men who have a legitimate chance of winning Best Leading Actor, and they are Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers and Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer. And personally, I would prefer Killian Murphy to win the award, although I could justify Paul Giamatti winning it. I love Jeffrey Wright in this movie. I don't think he should win this award. He isn't up there with Giamatti and Killian Murphy. He deserved the nomination, but this isn't his year to take home the award. I do believe he'll win one someday. Sterling K. Brown, a multi-time Emmy Award winner, gets his first Oscar nomination for his performance in American Fiction, and I feel the exact same way about Sterling K. Brown. This is a well-deserved nomination, but he has absolutely 0.0 chance of taking home this award. He's already talked about the fact that the award is going to go to Robert Downey Jr., and it deserves to go to Robert Downey Jr. He's amazing in Oppenheimer. Writer-director Cord Jefferson was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay, and the film was nominated for Best Picture. I love this movie. I really enjoyed this movie. I don't think it's taking home a trophy at the Academy Awards. Just being there is the victory for a movie like this. It gets eyeballs on the movie. That These are the kind of movies that should be getting that 5 to 10 spot, getting a Best Picture nomination because they're well made and they deserve more eyeballs. That is the purpose of the Academy Awards, is to nominate movies that are well made and deserve a bigger audience. And I think this movie has gotten more attention and more people watching it because of these Oscar nominations. I still believe getting a Best Picture nomination helps your numbers at the box office. We're seeing that with Poor Things. Poor Things has a chance to make $100 million at the box office, and it's not all because of Emma Stone. It's going to have a lot to do with the fact that the movie is getting wide recognition by critics and audiences alike. It's getting that Oscar nomination. It's Emma Stone getting nominated for leading actress. It's Jeffrey Wright getting nominated for leading actor that's going to get more people to watch American fiction. One of the things that most impresses me about this movie is how effective of a satire it really is. I think it's super hard to be satirical in the year 2024 because we're all in on the joke all of the time and I feel like this movie doesn't try too hard. It's kind of simple but it's super effective and I think it's what makes the movie work is the satirical nature of it. This movie also has me thinking writers just make some of the best leading characters in movies. I mean think of the examples of some of the best movies of all time. Writers are usually the lead of it. I'm thinking about Barton Fink, John Turturro as Barton Fink. That's such a great character. Adaptation where Nicolas Cage is playing a fictionalized version of Charlie Kaufman. I mean, that's my all-time favorite Nicolas Cage performance. And I just feel like when actors play writers, they really go for it and they have lots of fun because we have this idea of writers being these zany characters. And what's fascinating about the Monk character 
here is he believes he is writing great things that people are misunderstanding. He believes the things that people don't pay attention to are his great writing and the thing that makes him famous he doesn't even want credit for because he doesn't think it's good. Monk doesn't want to be known as a famous writer. Monk wants to be a famous writer for what he believes is good writing. And I think that's another commentary on today's society is you don't get to pick what makes you famous anymore. It just happens. You don't get to pick what becomes popular. This movie, American Fiction, reminded me a lot of a movie I recently talked about on this podcast, Dream Scenario starring Nicolas Cage. That character wanted to be famous for something other than what he was famous for, and I feel like there's a similar thing happening between the Monk character in this movie. He wants to be a well-known writer on his terms. And in today's world, nothing that has to do with fame and the internet and pop culture and being famous is on anyone's terms. It happens out of nowhere. You don't get to pick and choose what's popular. You don't get to choose what hits the zeitgeist at what moment. And that's something this character really has to come to terms with by the end of the movie. There are two moments in American fiction that had me taken aback. One of them is, well, Monk is a judge in this book writing competition. Him and the other judges talk about whether or not they should have to read every book front to back in the competition. And that's interesting because it's admitting that every single participant in a competition is not always given a fair chance. That was a really realistic viewpoint on how these committees are usually run. You can talk about the Academy Awards. Not every good movie is given a fair chance to be the best picture win. But the reason a movie wins best picture is because there's a lot of talk surrounding that movie. There's popularity surrounding that movie. There's a real buzz about that movie. Sometimes it doesn't come down to the actual quality of the movie itself. And then the other moment is a back and forth between Monk and the character played by Issa Rae. Her character, in the opinion of Monk, has written a similar book to hers, but she doesn't like his book. And Monk doesn't understand why she doesn't like his book, which is exactly like hers. What I like about this moment is you can get so many different things to the meaning of this scene between the two of them. Does she not like the book because she can tell it was written with malice? Does she not like it because it does remind her of her work and she wants to be known as an original voice? Overall, American Fiction is that rare movie that is both funny, entertaining, and about something relevant to the culture. A movie can be entertaining and about something. This movie is about something. It's about movies. It's about writing. It's about books. And I think anyone who's into something creative can relate to the Monk character. They want to be well-known for something that they believe is good. Musicians want to be well-known for songs that they believe are good. Directors want to be well-known for movies they think are good. Actors want to be well-known for movies they think are good. It's all the same. And when you're well-known for something you don't think is good, you have a real pause about that. You don't want your name connected to that. And that's what the Monk character is dealing with this movie. He is having real guilt around the fact that everything in his life that's good is coming from something he doesn't 
doesn't like. He's written this book he doesn't like, and it's getting him a lot of opportunities and a lot of money. One of the most relatable scenes of this movie for me is when Monk is questioning his girlfriend for reading the book that he wrote that he doesn't like. Now, the point of the movie is that people do not know that the Lonious Monk wrote this book and he can't understand why his girlfriend is giving it the time of day not only because he doesn't like it because he doesn't like the fact that she's enjoying it we've all been there when friends and families like a song or a movie that we don't like and we can't understand why they are liking this but i think what we're seeing more and more is it doesn't always come down to the quality of a book or a movie it comes down to the conversations around them and people want to be included. I believe that Barbie and Oppenheimer are an example of that. Do I believe those are two of the best movies of this year? Absolutely. But there is real bias around the fact that those were the movies that had the most conversations around them. Everyone wanted to see Barbie and Oppenheimer at the same time because everyone was doing that. We wanted to be part of the conversation. We wanted to be a part of something. And that's what's cool about seeing something that everyone has seen. There's so many movies that are an example of that. Titanic was a real moment. Everyone was seeing that movie. We all wanted to be in on that conversation of seeing a movie like that. And it's the same with books. If you hear that a lot of people are reading a book, you want to read that book, especially if your friends are in on it. It starts the conversation. Yes, it's fun to like a movie that not a lot of people have seen, but you know what's better? Liking a movie that you know everyone is going to see and everyone is going to talk about. That's when movies are at their best, when you can talk to someone and about a movie and you know that everyone in the room has seen that movie. That is the height of movies. That's the height of books. That's the height of an author is when you say that name and you know what works you're talking about. The great debate about this movie is, was Monk's life better when he was an author who wasn't super well known, but few people thought he was an excellent author or when he was making a boatload of money off of this one book and that's the great debate because I'm sure authors have will have different varying points of view about this there are so many people who want to write best-selling books but there are also people who would say I only want to write books that I'm proud of the counter argument is maybe Monk shouldn't take himself so seriously maybe it's okay if he writes one book that is super popular and maybe that book's popularity would get more eyeballs onto his other books. Maybe there's a better way of looking at things than the way Monk looks at it in American fiction. Maybe it's okay for an artist to have his name connected to something he doesn't enjoy, but everyone does enjoy. I always think about the fact that Christopher Plummer was not the biggest fan of the sound of music. And I understand it. He wanted to be a serious actor. He didn't think that would be his most well-known movie. Well, you wouldn't have gotten those great performances in movies like The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo or in Michael Mann's The Insider if it weren't for The Sound of Music. Ultimately, it was very good that Christopher Plummer was in a movie loved by families across America. I mean, that was a good thing for Christopher Plummer, and I find it kind of sad that he wasn't willing to realize that. I always go back to if people like the book you wrote or if people like the movie you're in, there has to be some merit to that project. Popularity isn't 
in everything when it comes to movies and TV, but it's something. It says something. It says people care about the thing you're working on, and like it or not, people liked the book that Monk wrote in this movie. American Fiction is one of those movies that will have you talking about it long after you see it. You will have a lot of different opinions about the movie. It is one of the best films about a writer I've ever seen. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I highly, highly recommend you check out the movie American Fiction. Next week on the podcast, I'm talking about the movie The Color Purple, starring Taraji P. Henson, Daniel Brooks, Coleman Domingo, Corey Hawkins, and Halle Bailey. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. (laughs) 